0: Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast.
1: Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I'm JP Mosier. Yeah, and we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome. And why you should too, JP. How you doing today, man? man? I am doing fantastic.
2: Okay, so we're here with great song podcast favorite. Yeah, let's just call him honorary family member. Yes. at this point, Uncle Dave. Come on, Uncle Dave, here David go. McKee God. Barnes. Let's go. Say here
0: hey to the folks. Here we that, go. That you guys have got that. Is it? Tra- have y'all trademarked that whole first thing yet?
1: No, we Has should that, have
0: you sent that to like the you know the Library of Congress <laughs> like, and then like yeah. you know. it should definitely have,
1: copyright yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it should definitely have one of those the circle R's at the end yeah, of yeah. It. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. you just can hear it now you hear yeah. sort of a ding in the background I actually
1: like, yesterday I brought up to JP a tweak to the beginning and i said like, absolutely no way. not no oh my way. gosh I said,
2: no. it's I, too many I, I say it to myself to my wife i do all parts <laughs> i do rob's part i do my part and she's like quit doing that i'm like it just how many good. how many episodes now 200 plus by the good time we night. this one will be episode 224 good so you're night. just shy of 225 okay. maybe we'll push you back and make you
0: 225 yeah, <laughs> i don't appreciate know that. Yeah, I appreciate that appreciate that
2: 224
1: yeah 5 yeah. years 10 seasons, 200 plus
0: Good episodes. Good night, guys. We're, we're we rolling.
2: love this stuff. Love yes, it. That's amazing. Dude. Welcome, Dave. Okay, so we can't have Dave on and not do some takes. Yeah. So he's been kind enough to sacrifice okay. one from, yes. the, from the fold. Yeah. So
1: let's, quickly, let's reset. For anybody who is, this is your first episode, Dave Barnes uh, is a, how about this, Uh five million plus uh, selling songwriter. Uh, God gave me you just hit five million Did you see copies. in the
0: picture that it said Gold gave me? You? No. no, it did not. <laughs> I just thought what a wonderful humility like God just being like, no, bro. No, no, no. We got to keep this bar real low. Wow. Yeah, I got home from that ceremony. It was really sweet. I mean, th- those are those nights where you kind of feel like yeah. yeah, you pinch yourself. Right. But I got home and I you know, I was like, oh, I want to tweet about this really cool moment. Because you want to be careful about not being the guy who's like, all I post is Gonna win, win, win. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's five million, you know, yes. Downloads guy sign- ma- gave me matters, with yeah. Blake. And so I I did it and I sent it, didn't think about it. And the next morning my kid, which is that's a then later that day I got more DMs about it. But my kid was like, Dad. Why does it say "Gold gave me"? You? And I was like, <laughs> "Of course, it says Gold gave me." That's <laughs> that's I awesome. could just hear Jesus laughing. That's cool. You
2: know, I, I remember uh, we had Dave on for episode one hundred. Yeah, and so the way you are with your five million, we're like, we got Dave more. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that was us. Like, <laughs> that's like, yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: so, then, since then, so if it, yeah, so if, it, that's Dave is a a seriously multi platinum songwriter, fantastic uh, artist, humanitarian, lover. <laughs> um, I don't know Podcaster all of that personally. Podcaster of his own. Podcaster of so now you're over a hundred episodes on Dadville. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, and you're in season two of Dave's Five Hot Takes. Yep. Um, Which is where we get the hot takes. We like yeah, to yeah. Uh, we like to add to that what we can, and we got the the honor of being on your on your show uh, in the That's first still season. One of my favorite episodes, and uh, it was so much fun. So now we just keep a running list of hot takes too, just because it's fun. Yeah, it's no, just so you. Much need, fun.
0: Well, there we'll just have you back on. Have to do like Dang. to do redo. Where's e-
1: easy sell on that? Okay. Do okay. you find now that there is like a hot takes community that like people well, all the time now? Are people.
0: Like, what's really sweet is a girl sent me one. She was like, "I really want you to do hot takes on Sister Christian." Okay. By Night yeah. Ranger. And I was, and I, it was funny because you know a lot of times those they'll make like you get one you're like, oh, of course we do doing on that. But I so I started running the song in my head and I was like, there's just I mean it is a bizarre song, but there was nothing. I was Motoring. like, what's the that is weird. But there's, <laughs> you know, there's nothing, nothing stuck out enough that I'd be like, so I texted her back and I'm D' in her back I was like, that's awesome. Tell me why the, why the fascination with it. And she actually was very articulate. She's like, well, I did a deep dive and she's like, I found out that like it's written by their drummer she said what well, actually makes a lot of sense to me cuz some of it just doesn't make sense yeah. it feels like a drummer <laughs> wrote like it a drummer <laughs> yeah <at home>. yeah <laughs> but but, then, but but i think all that say what i like the most is it's almost in some ways i feel like it's helped people learn how to think about songs mm. or go or like that girl going i did a deep dive because yeah. i thought this song just sounds weird and then she figured <laughs> out like oh the, the drummer wrote it and maybe yeah. that's why it sounds weird. so you, you almost feel like a proud parent Dang, you know? i love
2: it i get because i had a family moment like that that ha- my wife actually and we may have to edit this out but she tweeted the oh carol the 1975
1: thing oh yeah the other day
2: and then you text it i'm like babe look I was and like, he agreed. That's crazy.
1: Incredible. That's awesome. And I've had random other friends text me about that song. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because it, it's like, if we're, we're talking about Oh Caroline" on the new 1975 yeah. album, yeah. it's got major league dreaming Electric Blue vibes. I know.
0: Like, it, of course, I'm like, well, I had two opposing thoughts. Like, there's no way in the world this guy knows his song. And then Slash, like, how great would it be? If he's inspired. If I found out, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I just heard your song. And I was like, that's a cool vibe. And yeah. I'd be like. That's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like that is a transatlantic high five. Right and there.
1: also, if you were the if you were the Martin uh, Martin if you were the Marvin Gaye estate, they would already be in. Court. Oh,
0: bro, yeah, it, I'd it, already have them. Big time. Yeah, you'd yeah, own yeah. them. i down on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so let's get started. We're yeah, each, each going to do a hot take, a take in Dave's honor. Me first. Okay, oh, you oh, or Dave. Gosh. What do you guys go for? All right, um, all right, Dave. You want to go first? No, y'all go. First. Okay, all right. Poo, let's see. Okay, this is great. This is classic. This is a classic take for for us. Okay. Uh, you guys know the song, the one I loved back then by George Jones. She was hotter than a two dollar pistol. Okay. She was the fastest thing around. Okay, ready for this? The melody on the chorus, just within the chorus, jumps two octaves and a third. What? Okay, <laughs> oh, let me. I'll play a little bit of it so you can hear it. It's. I think we're in the key of D. Um, Okay, yeah. And we talked long, long, long ago about like how impossible the chorus just for Friends in Low Places is, right? It's the low, the low is what will make this one. Yes, exactly. So friends in hop- Low Places is like an octave and a fifth. Um, but this is two octaves and a third. We're going to go from a low, low D to a high, high F sharp, okay? Jeez. Let me find it. Hang on. I
0: love that. You what a lyric. She this. was hotter
1: than a $2 pistol.
0: It's the brunette in your vet
1: that turns me on. I had one that was hotter than
0: a $2 pistol. She was the fastest
1: That's thing two octaves. Now. Okay. And then he's going to go. That's a third. George. Is that insane? George, Joe, who knew? I get it.
0: Who? I would, I would tell you what. I feel like a lot of those old school country guys, like they were sneaky good singers. Yeah. The, the, there, was, there was a time in music where you kind of had to be a good singer. Yeah. And I think that, like, they were, I feel like a lot of those guys sort of like took on a uh, personality or a character, uh-huh. and like this is how I sing, But if you realize, like, it's like T Pain. Remember how when everybody <laughs> figured I'd sing? Oh, day! No, it yeah. feels like Wasn't that. Was he it's on
2: like, The Masked Singer? Didn't he? Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: But like, you know, you you kind of feel like they actually could sing. It's just like they're like this kind of what I do to get the girls <laughs> to come to the shows. You know. And then if you, like, made him go sing somewhere a national anthem, you'd hear him be like, wow, George yeah. Jones can, like, rip. I, I mean, know. George that's... Jones
2: could do Someday by Mariah Carey. It's oh like, it's
0: amazing. <laughs> 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 Get some wh- whistle tones, George. Let's hit
2: em. <laughs> <laughs> yes. right. that
1: Who's is next? amazing. Okay, I'll,
2: I'll go next. Okay, I wanted to go in the middle because I'm going to talk about the middle by oh, Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy, okay, uh, so we, every, do y'all know the song. Are you familiar? with you it? Know, Play yeah. a little bit. Okay, right. so progressions predominantly one five four one. Okay, right. so the changes happen in the middle. Okay. Okay, the chorus hits on the second beat of the first bar. Yeah, it just takes. Mm, it just takes some time. Uh, so that would be the middle. In the middle, in the middle, blistering solo at minute two forty five ish. I'm sorry, at minute one thirty of a two forty five to three minute song, which is okay.
0: which That's is wow. in the middle.
2: <laughs> All the changes of the middle happen in the middle wow. because
0: it's fifteen forty one. So you have ones on either side. Ones
2: on either side.
0: That's great. That is an incredible so hot take. I was like,
2: plan. I was like, no, <laughs> no. Did they even know that?
1: Right, or is it all subliminal? Or is, I mean,
2: I'm not going to knock Jim Atkins. That guy's great. I've seen him a lot of times. But he's not, I don't put him as the guy that's like, let's do this. I think that's an accidental take that is awesome with the title of that song. That's great. Jeez, that's like
0: doctorate level.
2: <laughs> Every now and then I get one.
1: Um, that song has one of my favorite uh, misheard lyrics. I had a friend that like, you you know how sometimes you realize that like, the whole time you've known a song, you've thought they were saying a, a word that isn't even a word. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. nonsense syllable. Yeah, yeah, And so I had a friend that sa- thought it was, um... Just take some time. Elgatha, Elgatha will be alright. <laughs> Elgatha. 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 yeah. You know. Which
0: sounds like a, a prophetess from the <laughs> yeah. Old Testament. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That Saul went to go <laughs> see, to have his, the runes <laughs> read... Elgatha, sweet Elgatha. What is it, so
2: Come forth, Elgatha. Please do a Bible story where you're all the characters, yeah, like everyone.
0: Yeah, that would be fun for about 10 seconds. Everybody's like, he's taking this way too seriously. (laughs) He's crying in character. Um, Okay, here was a fun fact. So this is is a hot take, but it's also just kind of a fun fact. You guys may know this. If you listen to um, How Does It Feel by Bob Dylan.
2: Yeah, okay. Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Okay. Uh, how does it feel? I knew like what you were talking about. But it is... Have you ever noticed that the organ is about a half half beat behind everybody else? No. No. The okay. reason is, this is amazing to me. Al Cooper, who played, Here. went on to be famous for production and other things. Snuck into playing the organ part and didn't know the chords. Snuck oh. onto the session. So he had to wait until, until they played they the hit, chords, then it, he would play. Oh Shut yes. that mouth.
2: Good job, Dave. That's How awesome. about that? I like that.
0: Wow. It, it, you listen to it now, it'll mess your brain up. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Everybody that was hanging out, now you don't talk so loud. Seems so proud. That's a goodie. Isn't That's that goodie. amazing? I love that so much. Which is too, because it's kind of an <laughs> iconic part. I mean, that organ part is such a big part of that song. How does it feel? You know, like... Man. Isn't that crazy? I wonder
1: why he had to sneak in.
0: Because he was... So I, the story goes, something Thanks. like, he was there, um, and, like, was... They they didn't need him or something. Or he was on another session or something. And That's so awesome. He just was like, I'm playing. And, I, and I, I think he was there to play... I think he was at the time maybe known more for playing another instrument and so I think even the organ was a little bit like that's great I can't remember the, yeah but it's crazy That's yeah right. yeah, yeah like Rolling Stone well guys right, we're
2: David. not talking about like great, Rolling Stone well, today no. Rob, but we do
0: wanna... wonder how it feels <laughs> hey <laughs> hey whoa <laughs> set him good. up like nice that
2: <laughs> <laughs> but in classic JP Rob and Dave fashion we've talked for 42 minutes about <laughs> yeah.
0: other things yeah.
2: Rob you want to tell oh. them what song we're talking about today and jump right in
1: absolutely I do we've got a classic on deck for you today this is Jack and Diane by John Cougar I'm not going to say his last
0: name yet (laughs) oh my gosh you're such a rebel
1: man the space in this song is so good It's growing up In the heartland
0: Jackie's gonna be A football star Diane's debut backseat Of Jackie's car
1: Let's see Sucking <laughs> <laughs> Had to get through that second verse You had, had to, to get the Sucking on a chili had dog Had get on a
2: chili, <laughs> dog. On chili dog Which Got his <laughs> hands between
1: the knees I'll probably. I'm gonna let it play through the chorus and then I'll figure out later how to condense the okay. clip. There's so much in this song lyrically to not understand. <laughs> what do you mean? Like to not be able to understand what he's saying? Just literally, uh, I without, can't understand without you. reading the lyric sheet.
0: Yeah. You don't think it's on? walk car.
1: All right, okay, here we go. Here we go. Coming out of it. Oh yeah, that's Jack and Diane by John Cougar, aka John Mellencamp, aka Johnny Cougar, aka <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp from the 1980s. aka Cougar
0: He's gone by just Cougar?
1: He had a Cougar album. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. At least he
0: warned the women. Dang. Uh, From the
1: 1982 album American Fool, it went to number one on the Billboard and U.S. Cashbox charts, number one on the mainstream rock, number one in Canada, number seven in Australia, number 12 in South Africa, and number 25 in the U.K. It was number seven for all of nineteen eighty two, and it is number two twenty six on the billboard all time six hundred. Come on. Oh wow, that's amazing. One below Kathy's Clown by the Everly Brothers and one above jump by Van Halen.
0: Oh, okay. You know, you know what's interesting, quick aside. It's interesting that it did that well in the UK because this is a American song,
1: very American.
0: It's a, it, it, which may have been like a pastiche or some, you know, like a little moment they thought was cute because of it. <laughs> yeah, like actually, you know, it came on the other day. I was watching Dairy Girls. I don't know if you know that show. It's uh-huh. the funniest show on Netflix. But Life in a Northern Town came. Okay, on. and I was thinking, hey, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, and I was which thinking version? the
2: the, the, original? the techno version.
0: Oh, oh goodness, which okay. who knew that was even yeah. a thing? No, no but no. I say all that to say this: it is interesting when you have these songs that are very much. um local Mm -hmm. or or, you know they have a very regional regional language Mm -hmm. but they still translate yeah like in other countries so it's interesting to hear you say because you know life in northern town was a big song in america yeah but it's absolutely about northern uk yeah it's uh, well it
2: originally wasn't the the a UK I can't remember who did the original. I probably should have looked that like up. It's like
0: Dreams the Dream, yeah, dream something,
2: something. like that. Yeah, yeah. But the like you said, the little big town Sugarland, that version, that version blew up yeah. in America for a minute.
0: But it's funny because you know, you you would think, why would that work on in the UK but actually, you know you'd think in America like, well, it should be huge in the UK. So well, now imagine some really, really niche yeah. English song <laughs> yeah. that's talking very specifically about right. English things Yes
1: my neighborhood in Leeds. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like
0: you know, getting the chili like the tasty freeze. You'd be like, what well, is a tasty yeah. freeze? What would their
2: names be if it was Jack and Diane, but written uh, over there? I mean, I feel like maybe
1: Diane would still be one. Yeah, yeah. Diane I mean, would be I mean, probably Jack also.
0: Like, but like right? J A C K J A C Q U E. Oh, Jacques, 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 Jacques and, Diane, and Diane. If
1: we're going, all right.
0: He's in French immigrant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let me give you the number the, the top ten from eighty two because this okay. is this oh, is quite good. a list. Um, this was number seven for all of nineteen. Eighty-two and the top 10 he actually has two songs in there cougar does um number seven is jack and diane i'll give you the top eight eight is hurt so good off the okay. same oh, wow. album same album um also with some claps big claps on both of these albums yeah. uh, both of these songs right number six is don't you want me by the human league oh, number five is centerfold by the jay giles band
0: which i could have done a hot take on that the first time i ever really listened to those lyrics was two days ago and i was Angels like this centerfold? is a weird it- weird weird <laughs> weird yes. did you see
2: the thing where he burnt the lyric sheet
1: online that was rick springfield
0: springfield jesse's, jesse's girl springfield. got him confused never mind yes. go ahead he going. did a thing where he
1: was like i have i'm holding here he was like in a studio and he had like a candle and he was like i've f- just found the or my original uh, handwritten lyrics to jesse's girl and why blah, did blah, he blah, do blah. that and while talking it catches on fire i think it was, it was set up ju- i think, I it, think was it was just joke. for a joke but a joke. it was convincing and, you know he's an actor so like right. but it was not good it had me for a second not gonna lie he had me in the first half um number five number number 5 is centerfold which yes absolutely a weird song right like my memory song. has just been sold Okay, all right.
0: Well, yeah, the verses get even weird. It's like, I, w- I meant to hot take and pull it up because I was like, this would be a great hot take, but go- I digress. Yeah. Go
1: ahead. Uh, number four kind of surprises me, but I, I guess I-, I don't think of this song as being as big as obviously it was. Ebony and Ivory, Paul McCartney's oh, yeah. Wonder. I mean, yeah. big song. Uh, number three, I Love Rock and Roll, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Number two, I, the Tiger, My Survivor. And number one, a song that consistently surprises me in its hugeness, and that would be Physical by Olivia Newton John. Okay.
0: What? It's nah, like nah, a- one nah, of the- that yeah. melody is so good. Yeah that little half step movement dee dee. oh yeah. my god yeah <laughs> this song
1: is certified gold in the us uh which is surprising that it's only gold i don't
0: like, i don't believe that you know this with is with the spotify charts now surely that thing is yeah i don't
1: know how that accumulate works with like that. the r i a a certifications and all that stuff it's gold. it's platinum in canada silver in the uk but maybe it's just because the album was so big you know maybe yeah yeah that, yeah, yeah. That, that's like fair. not as that's many fair. That's 45s fair. at that point right, right, going off there shelves. Um, okay. A few listening notes from me. Real quick, did you see that was his only number one hit? Yes. Yeah, it's That's his pretty biggest crazy. in a straight you think Mellencamp he's had obviously several. No, just his, you know, only number one uh billboard.
0: He kind of occupied a weird space though, because it's like he was like sort of like pseudo country yeah. in rock. Yeah. So even though it's like it's not that it makes sense because he should I mean all those songs to me I would have guessed number 1 Small but,
1: Town I thought Small Town was bigger or Pink than was. Yeah, was Pink, that Cow- Pink Houses, Houses. Yeah. yeah Cherry Bomb like all that you know Yeah um or is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Ball. love
0: yeah. that song. Absolutely. What a and re- weird fiddle part.
1: Yeah. Theater, Cather. A <laughs> woman you're like oh, there's a <laughs> woman singing now. <laughs> uh, Wild nights. He. It's like you know mm. he is he is the Midwest answer to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, right. I mean, he is.
0: I saw the, they did a song together like oh, last yeah? month. Oh, that's cool. And oh, the yeah, video yeah. was really sweet. They're like sitting in a driveway playing, and it was like, oh, this
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs> God um, save him. I fight authority, authority.
2: Gosh. That's him, right? Authority
1: song? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, authority. Oh, yeah. yes. That's it. Yeah, that's Weird. Hard. I heard such a different melody and rhythm than what you were singing. Oh, wow. Like that melody is all syncopated. And I, and no, no, no. It was just, it went to a different place in my brain. I had no idea what you were like you, no, saying. Like you thought it
0: started on the two instead of the one kind of thing. Yeah.
1: and Yeah. <laughs>
0: Weird. Okay. No, but he's, he's an interesting case study to me, uh, Mellencamp, because... He feels ubiquitous to me. Like he feels like he's everywhere and his career's massive. Yeah. Cause it is, but there it, it it like you start sort of going, Well, hold on, what are the songs? And they're big songs, but they're not necessarily Springsteen big. Yeah. And then you start going, Oh, well, not that it makes sense he would only have a number one because it's again, I think he is an insanely good songwriter, but I think my my uh recollection of him may be misguided in what he actually was in the zeitgeist yeah because he is a very unique you know again he was like pseudo country pop yeah. which you could see how the world might have been like no it's good but we're not gonna shoot that up the charts it's too it's too much of a niche or something yeah
1: but and here so here's this Bruce Springsteen's never had a number one song. Yeah,
0: that that'll, that so, like, that that's a mind boggling.
1: It's so you think he does, he has all these iconic songs too. And Springsteen's yeah. Dancing in had the one. Dark's is highest so, at two. Is that right? I think so. I think yeah. So uh, you know that's a really really odd, um, really odd note. Uh, Alright, couple listening notes from me And then we'll get into some more conversation But <clears throat> first, y'all know I love a good pedal tone um, And this has a lot of it At the beginning, especially this, this opening guitar riff um, Oh, it um, does You know, it's sitting on that One and then dun, And the chords are moving around, even in the verse uh, Not so much the verse, hold on, where is it in the beginning
0: Well, the whole guitar part, the whole acoustic part is pedaled, the entire thing. Yeah,
1: pretty much. There's a couple spots in the verse where it's moving around, but then this little interlude between the first two verses where it's going, which sounds a lot like, by the way, Swing Town by Steve Miller, which we talked about before, um, which was the the, uh, musical inspiration for Crazy Train. Right? Do we remember that from the Crazy Train episode? Everybody taking notes.
0: Wait, excuse me.
1: So the you know you know Swing Town by Steve Miller. Yes. Okay. The ding 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 Yep. So literally, Randy Rhodes was like playing that in sound check one day, and it turned into Crazy Train. That became Crazy Train.
0: You, okay. We may need to just take a minute. Yeah. You could have given me a hundred songs side by side. Yeah. And gone, which of these inspired the other? <laughs> and I would have maybe guessed Slayer and Hanson <laughs> before I would have guessed those two. Mm. One, because they don't Ooh, seem Bobby, like they're you the you same. I mean, uh, or like Hanson inspiring <laughs> Slayer retroactively. Oh, so That's even better. You know, which shows the impossibility of how far. Because I don't think about those two in the same time yeah. era.
1: Right. No, they're not. Yeah. But it's. Apparently it was. I mean, holy cow! That <coughs> Swingtown was a few years older, you know, and the Crazy Train was early, early '80s. See, I think. I think of
0: yeah. I just think of Ozzy Osbourne as like '70s, but that doesn't make sense. That doesn't matter. But that is fascinating. Yeah. So well, that's because Black
2: Sabbath. Booms, that's the tie-in that you're hitting
0: there. Right. That's exactly right. Oh, that's why. So that makes sense. That's why. Yeah, I forget that was a solo thing. Yeah. Okay. So yep. it's got those
1: just chords moving over yep. that little pedal tone all over the place. Um, and another great example that that is very similar would be "Dance of the Night Away" by Van Halen. The uh, dun, 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 dun. it's all moving over that one, um, but with those major chords moving around that one. I just love that sound. It makes me happy.
0: A good old open tuning. A lot of times, yeah, where, yeah,
1: definitely. Or a "Lord You Are Good" by Israel. <laughs> Than you people for that. You wow.
0: Thank you for that. Sitting over that E. Little, little yeah. shout out to Israel.
1: <laughs> um, all right, then the you've got bridge. the just that single D note strummed after the main riff. Yeah, that like dynamics coming in, soft to loud, and then sometimes you get the extra like clap sound after yeah. like the
0: oh that's not a clap you know, that is, it's like that is zeus wood. thunder god slap <laughs> <laughs> i literally started laughing out loud listening to the song going is that a whip yeah <laughs> like it, what is yeah. that
1: it does sound like one of those things you ever been to like a eighth grade band concert and they're the sleigh ride
0: and they it's go the and there's a
1: birthday party and right? the fire yeah, They're great. That's it's what a, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's not a But Glock like Glock recorded in,
0: like in the a- in the halls of Valhalla. Yes. It just feels monstrous. <laughs> yes.
1: Because there's claps throughout the song. <laughs> there's like basically a clap loop. Do you running. know why? I, I read that it was co- so, to, to help them keep yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and they, he just said it didn't work without it when they took it out. And like, they took so it out. To and it. He's
0: like, "Oh no, you no we, like, yeah, what's gonna go what's, there? What now? happened here? Yeah.
1: So and so, then they're like, "Well, we need something bigger than that. Oh <laughs> you yeah. Know?
0: So they, there's one. Just Imagine <laughs> God <laughs> clapping. But again, in a stadium that he built for <laughs> everyone that's ever lived, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> heaven, like the after he's just
2: washed his hands with soapy water, <laughs>
1: like, let's do this thing. <laughs> uh, Are we gonna of- talk
2: about? I think I'm in love by Jessica Simpson, right there. Yeah, sure. Of that Why sample.
1: not? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, Shall that's, we play a little bit? Play a little.
0: And uh, the Jake Owen.
1: That's you right. Yep. Yeah, Jake Owen also has a a Jack and Diane-infused uh, oh, uh, song called uh, I Was Jack, You Were Diane. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, that yeah. song.
2: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's so many I think I'm in loves. Here we go. I think I'm in love with you. Jessica Simpson song. Can't deny. It's still cool.
0: It's, it's it's great. hook.
1: I'm not the biggest Jessica Simpson guy, but like. The bass sounds good. Yeah. Need it needed. Doing the main riff really on a synth keyboard there?
0: Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Give You a bass slide, please. <laughs> you don't mind, just give me a huge bass slide. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It feels good. It feels like she was vocal coached by someone saying, "Just sing sassy." <laughs> I don't even know what we're going for. Just give me sassy.
2: Remember that show? Her and Nick Lachey was everywhere. Oh man.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. They really, they really had a moment. Didn't they. Um, into the sea that's right that's what oh it was. that wow. was the joke that was good that- callback nice job, yeah you win you do win um okay we have to talk about the eternal lyric maybe the greatest lyric of all time sucking on a chili dog okay. outside the tasty freeze okay um
2: i've got a i've got a take on it do you have something you want to talk about
1: i just have a clip that i want to play okay that is from something else so why don't you go ahead
2: well my clip is i'm gonna play something i want if you guys want to hear what sucking on a chili dog Sounds like. Let's play. Let's build a bridge I don't think by I do. Michael English, and hear the way he says the word "forgotten." So play "Let's Build a Bridge" by Michael this English, is and the way he says the this word is "why I love this show." Forgotten is sucking on a chili dog. So look that song up. It'll be, like it'll a, be in the first verse. So it'll be. Quick. Had he just
0: been to the dentist or Dude, something? His mouth numb.
2: You got it. It's like an orange it. album cover. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Give it a minute. Y'all know the song. What's
1: the word I'm looking for?
2: Forgotten. Forgotten. It's coming okay. up right here.
1: Right. <laughs> that,
0: is, that is exactly what <laughs> sucking on a chili dog sounds like. I think know. it sounds like being electrocuted. <laughs>
2: Please, Please. One more time. One more time for the kids at home. Forgotten. <laughs> Forgotten. Okay, back it up. Miss so, it? It's at Hold the on, beginning. Here we go. Go to the very mm-hmm. beginning. Here we go, everybody. <laughs>
0: Wow. Okay, that's that's it.
1: It was like the front of his mouth disappeared in that moment, and it was just all...
0: All way. (laughs) Like when you get a bubble in your mouth, and you try to talk through the bubble. Yep. (laughs) sound like that is shot collar on him. Yeah. And they just went...
2: Wow. Shout out to Michael English. Michael, we
0: aren't eating until we finish this <laughs> vocal. Right. I'm
2: so hungry. That's Let so, me sorry. finish this chili dog.
0: God. Oh, <laughs> my God. Chili dog. He, he took a bite of it and then he got shocked. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip uh from uh this is uh Tom McGovern and he did a version of Jack and Diane, but most of the lyrics are sucking on a chili dog.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <music> Sucking on a chili dog. 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 Hit the chorus. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a dog. Chili. Chili, 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 doll, Uh-oh. sucking on the doll, on, <laughs> chili, doll, sucking on. Oh my that's gosh,
1: good. good stuff! Oh, that is that is. It was, great I stuff. have
0: to say this. will take two seconds. Did y'all see the bit where it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened in the universe? Where Jimmy Fallon did um, with Kevin Bacon? No, with uh, 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 take those old records off okay. the shelf. Now put roll? them back on the shelf. <laughs> Take that old records off the shelf. Now put them back on. <laughs> the whole song is those two lines. Wow. The whole song, and he and the Roots do, it. and they That's by the awesome. end of it, it's just you're bleeding tears, <laughs> well, laughing. Well,
2: him and uh, like a Kevin, Sesame
0: Street, sketch, and Kevin like,
2: Bacon did um, the Free, fall yeah, free and fall. by Tom Petty, and yeah. all they sang about was horses.
0: Horses. The whole song's about uh. horses. <laughs> That's Second correct, on a chili dog. Correct. It's such a interesting lyric. It's yeah.
1: a visceral line.
0: Well, it. It. I mean, not. To, you know. You know. I mean. It. Sure. It, it plays to what he's getting yeah. at. Yeah. 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 yeah it really does. It's like. Yeah. You. But. But. It. It. it I think that's one of the. Ma- I mean. I'm not going to skip ahead too much. But I do think that's one of the magic. That's one of the things that's so magical about this lyric is it really. You a thousand percent know what's going on. You yeah. know who these two characters are. He paints such a clear what each one of them want yeah. why it makes the lyric so compelling why it feels so youthful mm-hmm. it's like it's such a well done i think it, this is what that of, youthful line is really good it's unbelievable so that, it's that, so that it's like right it's there. such a tom petty trick to me of like you kind of get duped into thinking it's this kind of dummy throwaway lyric But you start peeling back the layers, and you're like, no, this is actually wildly profound and how much it's playing to what the song makes you feel. Yeah,
1: setting the scene. And
0: and just kind of young, foolish kids, but also the the profundity of that chorus line, which is like, you know, the the, um, life's, what is it? Uh, Life life Goes On, on even after after the the Thrill of Living's Gone. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, he does such a good job of, I think if it wasn't as sharp, it wouldn't be quite as interesting. Yeah. Like if there weren't those kind of images and explicit sort of feelings about the ham between her knees and slide those, you know, let me do this because because yeah. you're like, well, no, it actually that's what that's what makes the chorus. You kind of like it's like, oh no, that kid or I was that kid or like oh, you know, you just feel it. You're yeah, like, it's evocative. Yeah, it's very evocative. Mm-hmm. Whereas the thing, if he had softened that at all, I just don't know that it would be quite as it wouldn't make you feel like it does. Yeah, it wouldn't. You
1: know? Like, jar you into imagery the way it does. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Okay, I think the next thing we're getting to is probably the drum fill. I'm sure we all have thoughts on the drum fill. Um, Dave, I know you're a drummer. You're a drummer. So I want to get your thoughts first on this Kenny Arnoff.
0: So y'all probably have this, but I think it's just good just to read what he says. Do y'all have this?
1: I I have a quote from him on it. Maybe I should play it first and set it up and then... So this is the drum fill that's going to set up the bridge. Here it comes.
0: So it there we go. All
1: right, that's Kenny Arnoff.
0: You don't need to sleep on that hi-hat in that breakdown either. <laughs> the little choke. Well, no, the... Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna read his words. It's gonna take a second, but it's, it's really good. worth reading. I'm reading a lot. So Kenny Arnoff in an interview um, with Song Facts, uh, said, I walk into the studio. This is this is John's uh, touring drummer and drummer in the studio at the time. I walk into the studio and co-producer and the co-producer has a Lynn M L M1 drum machine. You wanna give him a quick rundown on the on the Lynn drum machine? We have talked about they it. Know. Knowledgeable. Knowledgeable. That's what yeah, I I've
2: talked about it way too much.
0: I've never seen mm-hmm. a drum machine before. I'm being told that they're using this song on Jack and Diane and that we were having trouble coming up with an arrangement for it. I'm devastated that I'm going to be replaced by a drum machine. I grab the drum machine. I get the manual, which is actually really amazing he did this. And I re- and I programmed the drum part. Yeah. In the lounge, really bummed out and wondering the future of the drummer, Dude, which has got to be terrifying. That line right there. I mean, terrifying. This is 1981. I'm wondering, will that machine replace us? Two hours later, I'm summoned into the control room where John tells me, I need you to come up. So, John Mellencamp, obviously, I need you to come up with a drum solo or something after the second chorus. At that moment, I was absolutely terrified and excited. Excited because now I'm going to be playing on the record. Terrified because I knew that I had to save the song in order to save my career. Because if I didn't come up with it, they'd replace me. Two people had already been fired in the band. And when I joined two years prior, I was fired from playing on a record. So, this was a scary moment for me. End of the paragraph. Here we go. The long and short of it is, I came up with this part on the spot, and it becomes a number one. uh, John's biggest hit ever. That and In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins are probably the two most air drum solos on pop radio. Um, Even Mellencamp air drums it in the video. It's not technically hard, but I was forced to create that on the spot. Hey,
2: love that. Isn't that great? Uh, Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, I, I think it's i don't want to get too far ahead but i will say this it takes me back one of the thoughts that i had i actually had a lot of thoughts about the song one of the things that um i think is really unique about this song and it's not lost to me that this is the same summer as billy jean Mm. was around which to me that record yeah 82 typifies this production so mutt lang would go on to do this and was doing it around this time with acdc i guess but like this idea that everything is very much in a place of its own. Like Billie Jean, you know, if you listen to any um, Quincy Jones interview about that record, same thing that Mutt Lang would go on to make famous too, which was like everything has its place and there's no fat. Mm, yeah. So if you're not playing a melodic part, if that you're not is, contributing. If you're not contributing, you're out. There's no just like rhythm parts that aren't a part. And everything, if you listen to a thriller, everything on that record in a song is singable, like everything from bass parts to everything's singable, right? This song does that too. And you realize with that, like, I just love the thought that they were going, okay, how do we create a song that is not just like guys jamming through a song? Yeah. You know, like, all right, play it down. And, and, and Melon Kim actually speaks to this. Y'all may have this. Um, he said, uh, Jack and Diane was a terrible record to make. Uh, When I played on guitar by myself, it sounded great, but I could never get the band to play along with me. That's why the arrangement's so weird. Stopping and starting, it's not very musical. To translate the Folksey song to big-budget recording, Mellencamp and Gaiman would need plenty of assistance. He goes on to talk about, like, you know, uh, you see, one of the models for Jack and I am was Phil Collins in the air tonight. Uh, the producer said, John came in one day and after he sat down and played it, he said, this is what I want to create. I want to have a couple of verses that sound like a little folk song. Mm-hmm. And then I want a big bombastic entrance into drums and we'll take it to a whole new place. And so I think for me, one of the geniuses of this song, maybe as much as this is a really hot take, but maybe as much as any pop song in the history of time, in my opinion, is a such a great example of what you can do when you go from like, I'm playing a little song on the guitar to someone going, no, we can kind of break this into a musical montage of parts that all are very, very memorable and actually take the song in a whole. Could you imagine him sitting down? In fact, if you watch him actually to this day, if you watch him play it, he, there's a couple of versions and of playing it Farmade, He plays it like Bob Dylan would play it. Yeah. Like, it's not that guitar part. It's like a three or four car, a chord yeah. song. Song, You yeah. know, it's like... Dun, 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 dun. It's like not... But you realize every part of it you want to hear because you're so used to hearing... The production. The production. Yeah. And so it's cool when you think about the drums. It just... Everything about it is so thought through. And and it's cool to hear that they both, that John and the producer were both like, that is exactly what we're going for. We want to kind of jar you. We want to get your attention but the song is still so good, you know? So it's a really great example of when those two things kind of meet and become a bigger thing because of it. Yeah. You know, which is so funny because I couldn't, when he's like, yeah, I I was done with it. Like, I thought the song, I wasn't going to record it and I'm like, (laughs) Number one song. How do you not record yeah. Jack and a Diane? A perennial song. What would
2: the world be with, yeah. the, uh, with you know? Jack and
0: Diane? Yeah. But to hear that, you know, like that—that's why that drum fill felt, sounds like that. Is because they wanted that drum fill to sound like that. It wasn't like right. he got in there and played it and they're like, "Holy crap, can you do that again?" Yeah. It was like, "No, we need it in the air tonight." fill in the middle of the song. Yeah. And two, how much music influences other music in the same time? And, I mean, I think that's really
2: that's, close. What was in the air tonight? 81? It, Eighty-one. Yeah, I think, something yeah. like that. So it's like right, just
0: mm-hmm. and, and to y'all's point about Crazy Train, I mean, it's funny that music will always be like that. It's always looking to its side to see what people are doing to influence what you're doing. Yeah. And I think it's so cool when you, not cross-genre because that's both pop, but you know, arguably rock and roll and pop with Phil and him, But it would still be something where he comes and he goes, I'm referencing very directly this song. Let's do something like that.
2: Yeah. And two weeks prior to when we released this, we talked about, if you go in the studio and like, give me some Nora Jones fill vibe. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Or on this, like, give me some, you know, in the air tonight or some Jackie Diane drum fill. Oh yeah. People know exactly what you
1: mean. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's great.
0: How many calls did (laughs) Kenny Arnoff get, by the way, from friends going, how did you get him to let you do that? (laughs) Because the thing that's so funny about the drum fill too, is it goes on for what, two bars? It's... It's Just longer. drums. It's yeah.
1: three bar It's full three bars. I think.
0: I mean, it's, it's like, like as a drummer, you are like, "Here I am, world." And my phone is about to explode. Yeah. Gigs. Yeah. You yeah, know
1: sure. what I mean? It's
0: yeah. Crazy. Absolutely.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah,
2: well, let's meet him.
1: Let's okay. meet the man. Let's
2: yeah, play, play this. Hey,
0: let's meet the man. It's time to meet the man. Hey, mama, let's meet the man. Let's
2: the band that played on Jack and Diane um, on guitar, background vocals. Larry Crane, uh, he's Mellencamp's guy. Helped identify a sound. I read somewhere it's called Heartland Rock. Have y'all heard that, that? makes total
1: sense. That's, uh, for Mellencamp's thanks. like Heartland yeah, yeah. Rock.
2: Um, he played guitar on Hurt So Good, Pink House's, Small Town. Play a little of Ain't Even Done With The Night. I sent this to you guys. This is the most un-Mellencamp sounding song that I think is out there. Um, but he plays guitar on this and I really like the guitar work at the beginning. What
0: it's, album is this on?
2: This is on... I can see the cover. Hold on.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at um, You can tell me, Rob. It is on uh, Nothing Matters and What yep. If It Did? 1980. This is Mellencamp. This yeah, is Mellencamp. Mellencamp. So this is before. Although Jack the title him. sounds like Garth Brooks. That, that guitar the sounds night.
2: like freaking Nickelback. I literally thought. But I like it. It's nice. better.
1: But that's like. So this is John. It doesn't
2: sound like 1980 gone Mellencamp. Anyway.
0: It's true. I like this song. So he played acoustic.
2: He played that electric part.
0: Electric. On that right there. Okay. So, What did he play on this song?
2: He put, he does a lot of different... He, they layered... Uh, let me get through it. Let me get through okay, all the okay, guitar okay, players, okay. and I'll talk to you. Uh, also on guitar... I'm so curious. Um, Mike Waynechick. It might be pronounced... I'm going to go with Wainchick because I'm reading. Uh, <laughs> guitar and background vocals. He's played on everything pretty much Cougar as well for the past 40-plus years. He still plays the 1974 standard Les Paul through a 63 Vox AC-30. There you go. I mean, that's like... That's the guitar and amp yeah, of that, and that's what and he still plays. Yeah. He owned an Echo Park Studios where more modern, more modern artists like Howie Day and Ben Folds record. He owns that. Oh, wow. He owned that studio. Um, also, owned guitar and background vocals, Mick Ronson. Worked on multiple David Bowie albums, "Tumbleweed Connection" for Elton John, uh, the "Busting Out" album by Bruce by, by Pure Prairie League, which has my favorite Pure Prairie League song on there, which is "Amy." I love oh, that song.
0: Yeah, so that's he cool. played
2: guitar on that um, stuff with Bob Dylan. He died in '93, but not before leaving his mark as a legendary guitar player. And
1: not the father of Mark Ronson. <laughs>
2: Correct. Yes, that's true. Good, good call there. Um, on drums, we already talked about Kenny. A uh, drums, Lynn drum machine, and then we talk about. That um, you, you covered that wonderfully, so I don't have to talk too much on him. But 17 years with John Cougar Mellencamp, he played with him for 17 years. It's
0: so cool that he keeps guys around. Yeah, that long. I love so that.
2: Cool. Also, stuff with Willie Nelson, Bob Seeger, John Fogarty, John Bon Jovi. Uh, so yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he's
1: done, he's in Chicken Foot, yeah, with uh, Thatch. when when um, oh wow, when um, doggone when the Chili Chad, Peppers drummer can't. Ted Smith couldn't yeah,
2: be there, he Chicken fills foot. in, yeah.
1: Um,
2: modern drummer named him the
1: number one.
2: Pop rock drummer and number one five studio drummer five consecutive years.
1: Wow, that's so I mean, modern
2: drummer and studio I mean, like rock drummer and yeah. studio drummer five years in a row. I mean, like that he's makes number sense.
1: one. He's like the consummate pro for studio and live performance. Ed, right Ed now,
0: used like. him a few times. Cash, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, and said he was like he drove through the night to do a session once. Really, Kenny Arnock wow. drove through the night. That's crazy. a guy that does not need to drive through the night yeah. to play on a session. In yeah. Nashville. That's awesome. That he was awesome.
1: He's like it's, you. Just go. You feel. You feel. He's trustworthy. You, oh yeah. You go. This guy's gonna get it done. Yeah, he's gonna be. It, solid. It's gonna be great. You know. I mean, he did the jack of die
2: drum fill on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, George Chocolate Perry plays bass on this entire album, ex- and he's a legend. John cicada BGS, Crosby, Steals, Nash, and Young. However, this track is the only track that Robert Furred Frank plays bass on. Pardon. This guy is an automotive body shop guy who owns Ferd's Dent Body Shop. His favorite song isn't this one. It's a song called I Need a Lover that he played on. Okay. And he got I his I need a
1: lover yeah, who won't drive it, me crazy. Me.
2: Yeah, he got his nickname Ferd as short for Frank and hated that name. Um but as he is walked Is he across,
1: the chili never mind. No.
2: And he walked across sorry, he walked across the stage, everybody was chanting Ferd, 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 and he loved it, so he kept it. Wow. But he doesn't play anything else on this album other than Jack and Diane. Weird. Yeah, that's the only one he plays on. On keyboards, Eric Rosser, um, famous for something a little less glamorous. He was on the top 10 uh, FBI's America's Most Wanted list in 2000. No, he was not. They found him in 2001 in Bangkok for child issues. Okay. Uh, Anyway, I'm not going to get that whole story. But anyway, he got out uh, and then – he anyway, he got arrested again later. So <laughs> Good Lord. He, he had fifty okay. K in cash and well, marijuana strapped on both his legs and he got convicted in two thousand nine. Yeah, anyway, there's a whole story about it. We'll leave that for another He's day. He's like that's
0: just the way I work out. I, <laughs> <laughs> weighs my wedding legs down, right? Yeah. You're good.
2: Co-writer uh, on this, Don Gibbon, uh, legend. Stuff with our friend Sony of Hootie on yeah. Cracked Review. He helped write with him. He produced uh, A Night on the Town by Bruce Hornsby. Love it. There's a soft spot for Come me and Rob. Stuff with R.E.M., Eric Carmen And he produced Give Me One Reason for Tracy Chapman. Oh, oh wow. Oh, that's oh, 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 cool. So, oh, Don, bringing it. And a uh, guy named Dave Parman, sang background vocals on Hurt So Good Only, but... He's on the album, so I want to give him some credit. Okay, so that's the band. All right,
0: let me. So go- who who can we talk about that acoustic part? Yeah.
2: So th- what I was going to try to get to, Larry. That. Larry plays electric mainly, but he does layer in the acoustic part. So he does both parts. Um. So he plays the acoustic part and then does another rhythm part on guitar, the big chunky. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then Mike is the other electric guitar player, and Mick so plays he- guitar too. So there's there's actually three guitar players playing. Larry plays two parts. Mick plays. And Mick and Mike each play one.
0: Okay. So, so did you know, I mean, I don't know why you know this. Do you know if he wrote that part or to John?
2: I don't know that. I would imagine he might have because when John plays it, he doesn't play he it. He
0: didn't even attempt to play that.
2: Yeah. So that would I, be yeah my, I don't think John that that would be wrote be for guess.
1: sure. And I know um, Mick Ronson gets a lot of credit for this yeah. song. Um, and he was the one. That, he might I mean, Mick Ryder wrote that little. Yeah. They said, um, they said that Mick. Uh, kept pecking away at the song and adding percussion and coming up with like the gang vocal section and yeah. really making he yeah, gonna he gets credit for really making the song work a lot yeah the choir part the gonna let it rock let it roll is
0: the yeah Mellencamp is on record as saying like he basically wrote the song with me yeah because before he got there it wasn't really work
1: yeah. yeah so it makes me feel like he probably did a lot of, you know it wouldn't shock me at all if i he's like he...
0: hey John you want to send me some of them jacks dog yeah no kidding he's like no but you like the car. he's like well so why don't you pay me he's like yeah not like, like, like that no. but like you <laughs> thank you for all your help
1: you know what I'm gonna give you credit
0: oh my gosh (laughs) but not bank
1: credit and nothing (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, let's see a little bit more on the song kind of the story is loosely based on a 1962 tennessee williams movie called sweet bird of youth um and i think a great quote uh from mellencamp about kind of the the if you had to boil down the essence of the song he said coming to terms with failed expectations is what counts um and so like he's basically saying that like Life is going to get hard, you know what I mean? And what you do is how you react to that, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be perfect. Who you are is how you react when life goes bad, essentially. Uh-huh. Let's see. Um, Mellencamp said a few years ago that the original premise was not for Jack's focus to be that he was a football star, but actually that he was African-American, yeah, making that. the couple interracial. Um, but he said the record company convinced him to leave that bit of info out, Um I don't know if it was for fear that, like, people wouldn't like the song if it was an interracial couple or that they were just saying it will be more widely um, uh, whatever if it's not, you know, which has always been a stupid thing to me. Who who cares? Um, but anyway, um, that that was a concern as late in time as the 1980s frustrates me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. come on, we can do better. Of all the places you'd think Mellencamp might have gone to record the American Fool album, when you think Mel, I mean, we've said Heartland a hundred times already, right? You would think yeah. anywhere but Miami, Florida. But oh, that's wow. where this album got recorded. I would have got anywhere, New York, wow. L.A., Phoenix, wherever, right? Any, but not Miami. But that's where, that's where this album, American Fool, uh, was recorded. Let's uh, talk a little bit about that album. This is Mellencamp's fifth album. He was 31 by this point, And you still think this is early 80s. So, like, he was not a, a spring chicken at this right. point. But this is really kind of like, I mean, he had, like, I Need a Lover was, like, 79 or something like that. But this is when he starts to become, like, oh, freaking Mellencamp. He's still John Cougar at this point, you know? So, like, he still had a long road ahead of him. Um, but he was already 31. The album is five times platinum in the U.S. Uh, Dave, you know a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> U.S. Billboard number 1, uh, number 18 in Australia. And, uh, and like you said, Dave, it was a difficult process. Like um, he said, let's see, there's a quote. Don Gaiman said, we had 20 or so songs. We had a record company that was hoping we were making a Neil Diamond type album. And after we spent two or three months in the studio recording these songs and mixing them to the best of our ability, I can remember an A&R guy in a pink shirt coming in to listen to them and basically thinking we had nothing. At that point, they put a stop to the project. We had Jack and Diane, we had Hand to Hold On To, we had Weakest Moments, we had some good songs. And while I don't know the precise nature of the discussions that took place, uh, Reva went from wanting to get a new producer to not even wanting John on the label anymore.
0: Now, finally,
1: they came around to letting us finish it, but wanting to hear the new songs we were going to cut. So,
0: Which you would think after okay. Hurt So Good, they're like, okay, yeah. okay, all right, we got a couple.
1: Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we're going to be fine. This album's going to live. It's going to be fine. yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, let's see a couple random notes. Actually, I'll save them because I know you have. Right? Do you have a stump the genius? For yeah, us? let's play some stump let's the genius. It. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to
2: stump the genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right, guys, we're gonna play stump the genius. I can't wait to see what these this songs is. reference either Jack and Diane or names of couples. Um, so like they'll they'll reference a couple. Okay um i'm gonna y'all can combine help to get these okay so this y'all are team on this um i'm gonna play the song and all you got to give is the artist so we're gonna try to make this one just the artist i I really
0: wanted you to do something that had uh like that had animals in their names (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. cougars
2: and... Cougar, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I went uh, I went couples. Cougars uh, or melons. Right.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness.
2: Okay, so don't, here we go. Don't this, is, uh, this is uh This <laughs> is... Do not Google
0: cougars and melons. <laughs> no, that's right, yeah. That would be, that would be bad. You're going to get a lot of uh, uh, Tiger King. Uh,
2: <laughs> family-friendly podcast. Here we go. All right. We're going to start with this one. Just name the artist. Um, I'm going to give you a few seconds on it. I'll give you some time. We'll get through them. Here's number one. first lyric in this is Jack and Diane and maybe when you hear the vocalist you'll know him if you don't know yeah, if you're going to say one of you two would know it I would guess Dave would know him more than you maybe
0: Jack and Diane oh Kenny yeah, Kenny me. Okay. there we go alright but I could not
2: probably get this one oh, that's, yeah, come yeah,
1: on of course it's Billy Joel Billy Joel this is the the man. there you from an Italian restaurant
2: Eddie and Brenda
1: that's right, Brenda and Eddie.
2: This one may be the toughest on the list. I don't know, maybe
0: not.
1: It's pretty popular so.
0: Yeah, I love, I love whatever this is. Yeah,
1: Dobro action. The so,
0: saw
2: I'll give you, this. I'll give you the, the two people in it. It's called Romeo and Juliet. Oh, oh it's Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler.
0: Mark Noffler. Or, or later, and I, I think the better known Straits. version, Indigo it's, it's
2: Girls. Dire huh? Did you ever hear
0: that version, Indigo it's, Girls version? Uh-uh. That's Let the version most, low. I huh. bet you most people know.
2: Love this song. is from
0: uh, which,
1: which Princess Bride, the, right? Indigo Girls. The Indigo that Girl song? Girls. Song? Yeah, I don't know the version. It is so. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just solo Duh. guitar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: it's oh, good. I've never heard it. Wow. Okay. Oh, come on. Ben Folds.
2: Ben Folds. There you go. There you go. Right. Zach Solid. and Sarah. All right, here we go.
1: Oh, this is this Katie and Johnny. Katie and Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Oh, oh, oh my God! But she love it? Y'all know who? It
0: <laughs> that's, is?
1: that's yeah, Trisha,
0: Trisha yeah, Yearwood. Yeah. Very
2: good. Okay, last one. Watch.
1: I love that song. I did I see it. it. Yeah, and of course, this is oh Tommy. B. is this is
2: Johnny B. Johnny B. Jovi. Johnny
1: B. John Cougar Bon Jovi. That's right. Oh my gosh! Good
2: job, guys. Y'all with six for six. Himself now. Ring those, uh, right. Ring that bell, Rob. Give yourself- Come on, ring those bells. six right rings.
1: Of the tree. There you go. All right. Uh, a couple of notes before we finish up on uh, Jack and Diane. The uh, Weird Al Yankovic song Buckingham Blues was originally intended to be a parody of Jack and Diane. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if you, you, I'm sure you guys are overly familiar with Buckingham Blues by Weird Al Yankovic. I understand. We all know <laughs> what Weird Al Yankovic's Buckingham of Blues, of course. Um, but the the opening lyric is going to tell you a story about Chuck and Diane, a couple British kids from the palace at Buckingham, right? And it's and it's done in, a, in the way it came out is a blues song. Going to tell you a story about Jack and Diane, right? Okay. But originally it was supposed to be a um a parody? straight parody of yeah, of Jack and Diane. Um and he said he called Mellencamp because he calls everybody to get permission, even though you don't have to for parody. He just does it as a courtesy. So he calls Mellencamp and Mellencamp says, yeah, you know what? I'm trying to sell the rights to this song to a movie. They're supposed to make a Jack and Diane movie and I don't want to muck up the deal. So I don't want to be doing the parody. And so he, then he changed weird. Al changed the song around. It did something else. Um, and then of course that Jack and Diane movie never happened. There is later, much later, a movie called Jack and Diane that has nothing to do with the song or the characters or anything like that. But, um, but anyway so Mellencamp just basically was like I'd rather you not and then he just
0: didn't. he didn't do it I do have a couple of things that I want to talk about really quick absolutely Uh, one did we notice the bass part at the top of the second chorus how crazy that is no let's listen listen to how unconventional this is it's basically a lick for like a bar well
1: then there Diane when then then (laughs) Diane (laughs) Diane says Yeah.
2: He's
1: like, I'm getting mine, bro. Fird, I feel like, Fird, I feel like it. that was one of
0: those things where that he was like, no, dude, I was just making sure the tone's right." That, that's killer, man. We're leaving that <laughs> Yeah. Okay. The other thing I want to talk really quick about, you know me, I always want to talk about this. How interesting the form of this there song. There it is. That's, is. Is. that's okay. what I was
2: waiting for. That's that's what we count if on. If you
0: gave me a hundred dollars to bet on, I would have lost this bet that the only two times you hear the gang, 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 are the beginning and the end. Whoa,
2: no. So it only starts and ends the song. It, it doesn't connect in the middle. It only starts and ends the
0: song. Yo. So this this song, I've never spent more time on form, I think, on any songs I have this one because it was so different than I thought it was. Yeah. So intro, verse, which we know, which has one guitar part, which is that, uh, not the... Uh, it's not that okay right
1: but the yeah the verse where he's just kind of another version
0: of that it's really close to it but it's not that yeah but it's you know okay you know so then it does a turnaround of that yes which is down the guitar the 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 verses are higher on the guitar yeah so intro verse acoustic turnaround verse chorus which i didn't know this guitar part is actually the same so it's really just the chorus over the verse yeah form Chords and everything Yeah, yeah they, So so it's weird because This is why this song is so good and tricky to me Is there's all these scene shifts That you don't know are happening But then things are actually the same That you don't know are happening But meaning if Again, if you'd have given me a lot of money to bet on And gotten this wrong The chorus and the verse are just the same thing With a new melody on top of it Yeah Which is True. weird to think about Yeah, because so, you don't
1: think about it being the same bed No, 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 underneath. no, no, no. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah You're like, oh, it chords out there oh, No, yeah. it doesn't It's still doing that That little thing he's doing the verse so, intro, verse, acoustic turnaround, verse, chorus, drum fill from heaven, as I call it. <laughs> um, bridge with a different drum sound than the rest of the song. was really interesting because yeah. it's so big, and then mm-hmm. it settles back down. Uh, then that acoustic turnaround again. Chorus, first verse, verse, intro. Yeah. Wow. Or the outro. It's outro intro, thing. It, uh, intro slash outro. It is outro. such a fascinating... Again, I think when Dang. you read his quote about the song, it really helps you understand... Why it's so Frankenstein and that he was like, that's exactly what we're doing is we're just trying to create like a weird sort of like. So
2: this layering that the guitar players are doing has me confused now because I'm like, I know that he played two uh, an acoustic and an electric part. Maybe he's just doubling exactly what the other one. Is well, doing.
0: and the thing that's really interesting on that last outro, which is the intro part, is he goes. You know, if you listen to it, it's really subtle, but it's different. Because in the yep. intro, he goes, gong, gong, gong. he goes, gong, gong, gong. he does like that hammer on yes. kind of thing on the outro. Yeah. Which is really interesting. For only two times, you think you'd be like, no, just play the hook. Well, <laughs> yeah, just just play it the, exactly, yeah, It's already in, like, in our ah, brain. Ah, yeah. It's like, like here's, here's what like, we're talking you, about. This is. Diane, I love how good. gentle his voice American is. There. Yeah, so he plays so this riff, a little different. A little different this time. Yeah. Hit early. Yeah
1: isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah. So it's truly, if you were to get, really get down to the brass tacks about it, the actual intro only plays only the one happens time. once. That's true. Holy crap!
0: It, I'm telling you, it's one of the most fascinating deep dives I've done on this. Truth, truthfully, on, this, on a hit where I was like, Oh, okay,
2: this is, is not
1: wild.
0: That's yeah. Really nice. And
2: okay. you can't be like, Man, if they'd have played that one more time, it would have been a hit because it went to number
1: one.
0: I mean, <laughs> for can't sure. You
2: with it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I would have lost that. But I, I was like, for sure, that part happens four times, five yeah, times.
1: Least, right, because it's so indel- it's, it, it, it's indelibly in whatever in everybody's brains, like that song. Whoever, I
0: will say this: whoever came up with those parts, I would. I mean, you're talking about two of the most iconic guitar parts ever, and they're in one song. Yeah. That's really so amazing true. to think about. Like dee dee dee. The uh, dee- dun. And then that there's so many. There's three. There's really three. Yeah. yeah. So so, just, so I I, just, I wonder if each one. I got know that, one. that now. I, know, I have I know. to that, know. That's gonna
2: eat me alive. I'm sorry I didn't find that. That's got me. Yeah. It's like
1: it's like this is a prototype. I mean, this is 82. Yeah. So now when you go into music production, you're like, where can we squeeze another hook of any kind mm-hmm. in, right? If it's a,
2: I, I'll find out. I'll text you. I and gotta we'll, know. We'll put it on the catch-up. I gotta okay, know. We'll I'll, it tra- I'll try to. I gotta it.
0: know. Because again, you just you said it you it, three, it el- three, three, JP. Like three of the most iconic American guitar parts, rock and roll guitar parts of all time, in yeah. one song. In one song. That's and on different stupid. On, on different types of guitars. Yeah. Not yeah. just electric. Not just yeah. you know, digga digga doo doo, 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 doo. <laughs> You know, it's like one's acoustic and really pretty, the other dunner still acoustic but then you have that eh, on the electric it's yeah. really interesting nuts man
1: what a song what a day what a time to be alive <laughs> <laughs> what an episode of the Great Song Podcast with our friend Dave Barnes Dave thank you so, so much, much for yeah, joining yeah, us again like, uh, so we gotta say uh, you have um, you are early next year doing the makeup dates for the Lady A yeah, tour the, right, the request right. line tour yep. um, and so can people get tickets from that on your website yeah okay go to yeah. DaveBarnes.com and you get tickets to go see Dave Live with Lady A, it's going to yep. be fantastic.
2: Yep. I already had my extractive view seat last time. You I were so I ready. I was ready to go <laughs> I went and sat you're like I've pole. seen Dave enough. I just want. <laughs> I hear just want to hear it. I been <laughs> yeah. around the pole. <laughs>
1: Babe,
0: you can say good. Tell the things people say at my shows all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and we haven't, honestly, we haven't said congratulations on the Remembering uh, album, the oh, yeah, Acoustic thanks, Greatest thanks. Hits album, which yeah. has been a big success. Uh, hopefully, I haven't seen the numbers, yeah, yeah. but, like, hopefully it has been awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm working on my own, actually, Dave Barnes' parody album, Misremembering. Oh, um, my gosh. Some,
0: it should be me singing live lyrics. Yeah, that? I've got, <laughs> I've
1: got, uh, I've got um, I, I, I sent you guys a voice note one time of uh, Head Lice. Head Lice that one um we're gonna do i'm gonna do one about the time uh that i got uh air force ones for christmas uh mom gave me shoes um and uh you know i got a few, few more in the works so we'll, we'll see how that God goes gave me shoes. yeah we'll yeah. cover that next time um all right we'll we'll be back next week with another great song until then i'm rob so I'm jp you want to say it and i'm dave all right go listen to some music Yeah. <laughs>